This is an RNZ podcast. And, you know, I, I just have the sense that maybe uh, we need to take a bit of a breath in the media with our hyperbole and the motive language around it because I'm not sure if it's really uh, particularly helpful in some of the media coverage and the metaphors that are used. And, of course, you know, that you know, media, we're also out to tell a story and things like that. But I'm being polite because privately I just look at some of the coverage and go, well, this is just getting ridiculous. That's News Talk ZB's Tim Beveridge admonishing the media for being what he saw as a bit OTT about the threat posed by Cyclone Gabrielle last Sunday afternoon. Just hours after he called the cyclone overblown, News Hub at 6's Karen Rutherford was barely audible over a blustering gale as she crossed live to present to Laura Tupo from the Coromandel. And with slips predicted on that road in the coming days, emergency services particularly are concerned that they may not get out by road and they're certainly not going to get out by air, Laura. Karen Rutherford live from Whangamata Tēnākwe. News Talk's trivialising commentary on Cyclone Gabrielle persisted, even as the storm's destructive reality swam into focus. On Monday, early morning host Kate Hawksby decried what she saw as hysteria from authorities over the cyclone. Here she is reading out some listener feedback. Kate, the whole thing's been blown out of all proportion. I have sympathy with that because I feel a wee bit the same way, but I hesitate to just add a but there. Uh, it may well be coming in later on this afternoon. If it doesn't, then they have really done their chips on these warnings. I mean, one of the headlines I saw in News Hub was, there will be destruction. That was the headline. If you've ever seen anything more anxiety-inducing in your life, I don't know. So, you know, they seem convinced it's coming our way and it's going to happen, so we shall see. Later in the show, her husband, Mike Hosking, came on to add his own derision to the mix. So what we've done is whip ourselves into this extraordinary frenzy. I'm listening to your mate Chris from the Met Service. He's now talking about 100k winds as being like a, a hurricane. Well, he described it as ferocious. Anyone, anyone who lives in Wellington has lived in Wellington. 100k's is a breezy day. You've still got an outdoor <laughs> table at the cafe. I mean, what we've done is we've got ourselves into this mental state now where anything is... It, I'm we really, panic. I'm but really, I also think we're in a state now where we, we, we want to be told what to do all the time. I and we almost enjoy it. It's like, oh, hung, oh, hung Hunker down, don't go to school, don't go to work. It's like we almost enjoy the panic. The pair did go on to concede the possibility of some damage in coastal areas. Around the same time as Hawksby and Hosking were guffawing at the so-called hysterical reaction to the cyclone and scoffing at the media for telling people it would cause destruction, TVNZ Breakfast's newsreader Chris Chang was informing people of the damage it had already done. Many homes are without power. Transportation across Auckland has been limited and many schools have opted to close. Over on News Talk ZB, the hosts continued to poo-poo the cyclone's impact as the day wore on. On her mid-morning slot, Kerry Woodham lambasted Auckland schools for deciding to close for the day. With Cyclone Gabrielle, nothing has happened really yet. I get why emergency services want this to happen. It means if something happens... Kids won't be stranded at school. It means if something happens, the roads are clear for emergency responders to get where they're needed. But what message does this send to our children? Yet again, their education must be sacrificed for the greater good. And her talkback caller couldn't agree more. As if it's not bad enough, the morons plead it's for the health and safety of our little puppets. What are they going to do next? Say for the counselling available because... We know, like COVID, your children will be very anxious about all the water. 
They would have seen the puddles the other day and slipped on their bloody BMXs while I wagged in school or down the skate path, for Christ's sake. Have a nice day. Thank you, Tim. Here's what Woodham told a caller complaining his daughter's school was closed on Monday and Tuesday in Napier. I was madly refreshing that stupid Cyclone app all over the weekend. Now I thought, what is the point of doing this? Why? Yeah, well, it's going it's to happen, it's going to happen. Exactly. exactly. I don't need but, to but, know. Yeah. Despite Woodham's pronouncement that nothing has happened, the headlines on TVNZ's midday bulletin immediately after her show ended were quite decisive in saying things were in fact happening. Rain is forecast to set in in Northland and the East Coast early this afternoon and Auckland this evening. Around 58,000 people are without power across the top of the North Island. Thousands of those homes without power were in Woodham's hometown Auckland with the majority north of Oriwa. The situation was worse in Northland. Nicole Bremner crossed live to the show standing in front of a growing expanse of flood water. It's very wet, it's very cold, people are being asked to stay off the roads. We know there's a lot of problems with communication, we're having trouble getting people on the phones. We know that one of the big cell phone towers is out and of course there is uh, electricity uh, cuts to homes too. Unfortunately, some couldn't watch that informative, responsible reporting from Bremner and the TVNZ team. People in homes that had lost power could only get the radio, and some were relying on News Talk ZB for information. One of MediaWatch's listeners, who asked to be named only as Jim, said he could only pick up the talk station signal at his home in Northland. He was alarmed to hear its hosts were more focused on Auckland school closures than the escalating flooding, power outages and dangerous winds people were experiencing in his area. That obsession with schools persisted into the following day, even as New Zealand woke up to the wreckage left by Gabrielle overnight. Here's Hawksby's editorial early on Tuesday morning. Well, the rain's hitting Auckland City now, but yesterday between 8.30 and 3pm when there was hardly any rain or wind, uh, I wondered why kids in all the unaffected areas couldn't have been at school. Yesterday turned out to be an average rainy day. Yes, I get it. Precautions. 20 minutes later, TVNZ's breakfast crossed to reporter Tessa Parker, who delivered the news that landslides had destroyed homes and buried people in Mudawai. Residents have received their second emergency alert of the morning. Residents on the, on the right side of the Motutara Road have been told to evacuate to the surf club. That is because there is an increased risk of landslides. Fire and emergency has already told us that two houses have collapsed here in this coastal suburb this morning and we understand that people are currently trapped. Both of those trapped people, volunteer firefighters Dave Van Zwanenberg and Craig Stevens, died. Meanwhile on her News Talk ZB show, Kerry Woodham relitigated her earlier point about school closures. Where areas are affected, they can make their own decisions and where areas are not affected, they too can make their own. Uh, so you clearly disagree and that's absolutely fine. But I just don't believe all of Auckland should be shut down um, because some suburbs have been terribly affected and some have not. And that is the very nature of, of storms. That is the nature of storms. And unless Woodham is sitting on a method to perfectly predict their path, timing and intensity, then there's an argument that it's better to be safe than sorry. 
Our news organisations likely saved lives over the last few days by taking that fact into consideration and informing and warning people about what turned out to be the most destructive cyclone in a century. In its aftermath, they've navigated technical challenges to tell the stories of those hit hardest by the disaster. The Gisborne Herald put out a paper to every house in the city despite not having power in its building. 22,000 homes will receive a copy of this newspaper tonight, free of charge, to bring the district up to date with what exactly has happened with Cyclone Gabriel and how the recovery is going. I'm proud to be working at this newspaper today. I'm Murray Robertson for the Gisborne Herald. As we heard earlier, Newstalk's NZME stablemate Hawke's Bay today overcame similar difficulties to put out free editions of its own, and Newstalk ZB itself scrambled to broadcast civil defence information and news updates in Hawke's Bay on 96.7 FM after its regular FM and AM frequencies were knocked off air. They all provided a vital public service. But in a storm that killed people and washed away homes, some front-rank hosts and key time slots at our most popular national talk radio network obsessed about a missed day of school. Education is a wonderful thing, but perhaps it's not our students who most need to sit down and take on board some information from people better informed than they are.